the 3SH Honour Board. With Noel Watson chatting to local football legends and players. Part of Football Preview. Heard every Saturday morning, 8.30 on 3SH during the season. It's that time where we do the Honour Board. And I tell you what, a bloke who... Well, I don't know, he started out as a nine-year-old down at Appen. Now he's a North Melbourne recruiting officer. Have you guessed it? Hello, Barry Prendergast. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, Noel. How are you? Going beautifully. Now, I know it's probably a busy time for you on the weekend. You're currently... Uh, well, you're holding Reece Shaw's hand. Is that what you're doing? Uh, no, hardly. Hardly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rec- recruiting department tend to be uh, a, a bit separated from uh, the coaching group and the, and the regular run-of-the-mill uh, game day operation. Um, so tell I us, certainly wouldn't be doing that anyway. Tell us your role at the moment. Uh, look, I'm, uh, I'm a recruiting officer and I look after um, what they call the Next Generation Academies, um, which is a, a lot of people probably wouldn't be familiar, but um, each uh, AFL club gets allocated a region and we get to nurture Indigenous and uh, um, Asian and African boys who might okay. be in that region, our region, Tasmania. Um, so I do a bit of that. Taran Thomas, who was um, uh, drafted to uh, North Melbourne last year, who's played quite well. Yep. He was the guy who I've been working with for the last two years. And I also do Father Son, which has been um, uh, Bailey Scott and Joel Crocker, who came to North last oh, year well as done. well. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Barry, from, from a local perspective, take us back. You kicked off as a nine-year-old, or just in the, in the lead-in, uh, for Appen. Yeah, yeah, I, I lived out at, well, I lived across the river from Appen. Um, mm. Tregal was probably where we lived, but, uh, yeah, it was five kilometres. It was over the bridge, and um, my first recollection of going to the footy is about oh, five or six-year-old's mum taking us there on a horseback. So um, <laughs> we walked uh, walked there and walked back. It was all mud, and um, but, yeah, that was my first recollection because my brother was playing, but I first got a game as a nine-year-old. Um, I only played about three games that year in the under-16s. Um, yeah. Darren Troy, who people might be familiar with, yeah. we started out together and we went, uh, yeah, we played We played together as 15-year-olds in the seniors. Um, 15? A few years later. Uh, is that, yeah. now, again, I obviously do a little bit of homework. I try not to do too much, but you want to be an F at 15, is that right, in the ones? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I won it, and Darren ran third. Look, yep. to be fair, uh, I, I, it's one of those cases now where you know you got two fifteen-year-olds running around, and people think you, you probably get a, a bit more of a um, free ride than what yeah. others do. We might, we might play quite well, and others play better, but we might have got votes, and I think that's how it, <laughs> it really occurred. Yeah. Um, but the next, the next year, um, uh, Darren won it, and I ran third, and we probably. You know, were justified that Darren was the leading goal kicker yeah, um, in, the, in the in the league that year. So uh, yeah, but it was um, yeah, it was good to play so young and also with one of your mates. Well, in 1980, um, yeah, you, you're talking about that. But uh, Victorian Teal Cup, you made the under 17s, uh, and you went to the Australian Champs in Perth. And I guess at that stage, I'm going back. Some really handy players going around then. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've, back then, like, they run Vic Country, Vic Metro now yeah. um, in the uh, national championships. But back then, there was only one team. So yes. uh, Vic Country, Vic Metro played off. Um, but, yeah, like, that team, uh, Greg Williams played, uh, Paul Ruse played, uh, Chris Langford played, Bernard Tui might have been captain of that team. Um, but there was also a couple of locals, uh, Craig Clue from Kiuna and uh, Michael LaRich from Swan Hill sure. um, played in that team. And I remember... Uh, 
uh, his father John and, and Mum yes. coming down and picking us up from the airport. And uh, of course, John went on to be uh, the CEO of Hawthorne and, yeah. and was obviously a big, big wig in our region. Absolutely. 1981 uh, or thereabouts, you a uh, little bit of pre season at Geelong, and uh, then, but the 82 83 era took you to Diamond Creek. What's going on there? Well, I. I um, I wasn't successful in uh, getting on Geelong's list. I'd, I, I thought I was. I thought I was. Uh, I played the practice match series yeah. prior to '81, and yeah. uh, when I, I thought okay, and uh, remember Bill McMaster taking me and my brother up to the boardroom, thought here we go. But he said sent me back to finish my HSC, and I had a shocking year. And um, anyway, I ended up uh, at a phys ed degree out at RMIT in Bundura. Uh, so uh, no more. Yep. As it is. So. And a couple of the lecturers were tied up with the Diamond Creek Football Club. So yep. uh, when played out in the Diamond Valley there, there was quite a few um, phys ed students yeah. who played and uh, had a great time out there for a couple of years. No, uh, 20-year-old, best and fairest uh, with Appen League, uh, best and fairest for the league. And But you also played for Tintinder under Powley. Yeah, I did. It was um, So I haven't played a couple of years at Diamond Creek. Uh, uh, Bruce Mitchell, who was... Uh, I was pretty close to it, at the Appen Football Club, and uh, they got me to come back and travel back every weekend. So, um, so I travelled back every weekend to play for Appen, and there was an unusual rule in terms of match permits. You could get yes. six match permits. That's correct. And you only you only needed two games to qualify. So, mm. I remember uh, my first game for. So I, I won the best and fairest in the league um, that year, and. Uh, but I had to go and play these two games uh, to qualify yes. for the finals for Tintinder because Appen were out. Um, and I remember uh, going from Melbourne to Bell Ranald and uh, walking into the <laughs> club rooms and Powley uh, proceeded to take me around and shake my hand, introduce me to all my teammates for that day. So um, fortunately, I had a reasonable day. So they accepted me pretty well. I played half a game up at Nyra, did a knee, and then uh, we played four games. Uh, well, we played the first semi-final. We drew with... Warrenine, that was when Carl Dutch's first year as um, yes. uh, coach, um, and there was a big blue after we tied in the first final, and they banned any supporters from coming on the ground. All that, at, I remember uh, that quarter and three quarter time mm. um, in the preliminary and grand final, and uh, poor old Swan Hill. Was, uh, I remember the Foot Brothers were quite prominent back then, and. They'd sat around for three weeks waiting to play us, so yeah. we knocked them over in the grand final. Bowled them straight over. So, Mate, um, early to mid-80s, I know that you did um, have to have a knee, Rico, but you came back late 80s. A young bloke, relatively, so far as age, but not football experience. Captain coach of Kerrang, and uh, what an error right the way through then. Yeah, it was. Um, like that, it was five flags in seven years. Yeah. Um, I, I happened, I made it in my 81, I made a blue. I should have played for Kerrang, and I played for Union, but um, not because the Union weren't a great club, but just that you know, I moved out of my hometown for a few to, reasons to play. To do, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then I was fortunate enough to be able to come back in 85. Um, I only played uh, five games because I uh, I had a broken jaw, got King playing yep. for Appen in round one. Mm. Um, and then I came back, played three games and did my ACL. Um, knee, knee needed a, yeah. Well, I didn't have the knee reconstruction. I waited... Till the end of the year, but I uh, they I didn't play again until the preliminary and, and grand final. Then I had a year out uh, with a knee reconstruction, and then came back in '87 and um, was fortunate enough to captain coach Kareem to a premiership. Absolutely, uh, it was and a some... great year. It was probably probably 
uh, the most enjoyable year I've ever had in footy, I think, when I look back on it. Through, uh, you look back through uh, Kerrang, and uh, I'll mention some of the names, uh, Peter Hall, uh, Jimmy Clark, um, Russell Gilliam, the Gillingham boys, if you like, Anthony Tam. But you then had a stint up in uh, Queensland. But I want to get on to some of this Melbourne stuff because I know that 84 was your last year as a player. You, you came back home and played. But from the listener's perspective, um, this development into coaching because... What is it? The late eighties, early two thousands. You you started coaching and you coached the Eastern Rangers. Uh, yeah, I well, you know, I sort of um, I'd probably want to see where my coaching could take me. I, I coached Northcote Park in the Diamond Valley for four years, and and then I came back and finished a year out at Appen. Yep. Um, and then I thought, oh, look, I'll see. So uh, Greg Beck was a, a guy who was a, a development manager at Eastern Rangers. Uh, I played in the premiership with him at Diamond Creek. Um, I said, you know, can you? get me involved. So my first year I was um, talent IDing out in the junior leagues, yes. under, four, uh, four to, uh, under 15 assistant coach, under 16 assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Then I became assistant coach for two years under, originally under Chris Conley who moved on, um, and then under uh, Brendan Mason. And then after two years I got the uh, coaching job at the Rangers itself from yep. 98 to 2002. So I coached for five years before getting into the AFL. Had some players drafted through too, and that got you to uh, the Western Bulldogs. Well, you only got a couple of minutes to go here, but the Western Bulldogs, uh, you took over as their forward line coach, coaching Werribee as well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was... Uh, back then, Bulldogs didn't have much money, so um, <laughs> they, I'd be the last person that would have been a line coach and coaching the VFL team at the same time. I mean, I, I was um, travelling to Tasmania to catch Werribee and then catching a plane. Couldn't sing the club song, catch the plane to Melbourne to catch a plane to Perth to be yeah. the line coach the next day. And, uh, yeah, so that was my introduction to the AFL. You know, the Werribee, we, we made the finals both years. So the, you know, the, but I got to catch some good players. Dale Morris, James Potsy-Hardley and Ben Hudson were three we developed from Werribee and, yeah. and also catching Brian Lake and Matthew Boyd and Adam Cooney and those guys at Werribee. So that was a good grounding. But I got the sack at the end of that time... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, had a year back, so I went back to phys ed teaching, which is my profession, yes. a year at North Melbourne, and then ended up at Melbourne as um, an opposition analyst under Neil Danaher. Yeah, uh, the very inspirational so, deal down here with uh, Jimmy Steins and uh, Adam Uze and Aaron Davey and uh, Cole Sylvia, yeah, etc. Um, all the way through. Uh, yeah, well, I got to coach those. I got to coach mm. those for half a year. No, um, oh, so um, when when uh, Neil got the sack halfway through the, the second year, um, I sort of moved into the uh, forward line coaching role, and then yes. um, I became the recruiting manager of the year after when Dean Bailey came along. Then you had the same job at Carlton. Now you're at North Melbourne, and you are looking after a few people, obviously. To me, though, the interest is the people you would have met along the way. Now I just want to throw this at you. Do you get coaches sacked? Because you're Mark Riley, caretaker, Todd Viney, caretaker, John Barker, caretaker, and now Reece Shaw. What's going on here? Common theme here. It's a, it's a secret, Noel. Something <laughs> I don't divulge to too many people, and I've told good. you on the quiet. And good. Oh, I've let it out of the bag. The bus, it? Sorry, Barry. Yeah, no, that's right. It has been uh, a, bit of a roller coaster ride, I can tell you that, Noel. Uh, Put it this way, I've, I've seen a lot of coaches in my time. Yeah. It's not something you want to do. It's good to get hold of one and stick with them and you keep a job for a long time. Mate, will Brett Ratton coach my mobs and Kilda or not? Yeah. Uh, well, he's I, in I, there. I'll catch it. Yeah. No, he's in there. It's good to see Rats back because um, yeah. I did a year with Rats and uh, he's, a, he's a very good coach and 
Um, yeah, I think after what he's been through and all that, he'll, he'll come out the other side an even better coach. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Barry, thanks for your time this morning. And uh, I know that you've, you've been through the mill so far as uh, coach with Peter Roder and Dean Bailey and uh, Mickey Malthouse, a pretty intense sort of fella. And, uh, and now uh, with uh, North Melbourne. So congratulations on an absolutely fantastic career. And it's not finished yet. Uh, absolutely delighted to have you with uh, Appen all the way through and currently with North Melbourne. Well done. No worries, Noel. Thanks for the time. Mate, there we are. Absolutely fantastic. Barry Prendergast just showing what can happen in country footy. Head down, bum up, and away you go.